0: I just want to start this episode saying that this is my third time recording this 10-minute segment. And I'm 100% over it. So if my voice sounds real, real nonchalant, that's because I have had a fucking all right, you guys, welcome back to the second episode. Oh, no, second season, second episode of yours truly. This is your girl E. If you hear some fan in the background, it's hot in my room. My dad like to keep the heat on hell. He's old. So I have to end there. So you won't have to listen to this good old air conditioner over this podcast. And at any moment, you could nicely just clock the fuck out. If they don't pay me, no, not never mind. But anyways, Mercury Retrograde starts in approximately now happy halloween you guys mercury is now in micro and the next one the world series I'm um, so you know if i was if washington was still black as fuck i definitely would be outside somewhere drinking and like having a ball but since gentrification has changed my entire city the culture is definitely different and i i want no caucasian parts that's that on that. So, congratulations to my, you know, my hometown, Best baseball and basketball, baseball teams winning. The Mystics won back when, whenever, and you know, it's a good time for Washington. Maybe not government wise, but everything else seemed to be hitting. Um, I just came to say that um, I don't know much about the consistency of this podcast. You know, um, I. Wanted to do episodes, but then I realized that due to like recent life of everything that happens in my last eighteen every every, every. y'all, this is why I recorded this shit for the third time. Everything that's happened in my last um, eighteen months of life has definitely changed my perspective on so much that I feel like it's no way for me to constantly put out consistent content because my views of things are constantly changing. I'm not as stable as in my footing as I thought I was. Like, you know, I love tarot. I love numerology. You know, I paid to, you know, I paid to take courses so I could become a certified numer- numerologist. I did all these things for some like for something that I love It's just the internet has made me like my teeth at it. Like you know, that whole House of Hoodoo thing, if you're not aware of the House of Hoodoo thing, basically she did the Mrs. Crunchbowl. That's the lady from Matilda. She did the Mrs. Crunchbull, uh, I'm big, you're small. I'm something, 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 don't fight me. Um, To the spiritual community. And basically, she was basically saying how people can't be initiated into voodoo or just, you know, it's initiated. There has to be a lineage and all these other things. And people were like, okay, cute. That's sis, sis. That's cute. But if you are, you know, gatekeeping voodoo and your name is House of Hoodoo, which belongs to African American women, which you are not one, how the hell you get to say anything about anybody else? And so when that sparked off and everybody was up in flames, um uh another person who is who practiced Asian voodoo, but they are also Caucasian came forward multiple receipts that were dismissed because He's Caucasian. My views on that. Um, he wrote an entire dissertation on her, and someone else who's a friend came up and spoke about the things that she do. And you know, people go people go real hard when you know there's a lie. Nobody really you know send it up over the truth. I mean, some people feel send over the truth, when they're not, but. If anything that was said wasn't, you know, didn't have any truth with it, people, especially I know people with the spiritual work community, like if it's, if it's no truth to it, I'm not going to respond. She did the absolutely most with 72 hours, which just let me know that that is where she is with it. And I was just like, oh, okay. So whatever, you know, I had this thing when I first meet people, when I first come around across their energy footprint, I got a really good first impression And sometimes I was like, bitch, you tripper! You can't just be out here doing that to people. But a lot of times, I'm 100% correct. And that's how I felt. And I just feel like, you know, I came across something on my timeline today. And they still was talking about twin flames. And like, you know, if you join my workshop in seven days, you're going to get like a text or an apology or like a letter or something from your twin flame. And I'm just like, once again, I'm... As someone in the spiritual practice, and you know, I practice hoodoo, you're constantly learning every learning every day. There's no like, oh, I know it all. I'm I'm the master now. My aunt, my great aunt who just turned 80, she's been practicing hoodoo her entire life. Her entire life. This is something that's been passed down through generations she's practiced her entire life, and she still learns something new, and she tells me what she learns what she realized, so she, she, she has all these, these great, you know, inklings for knowledge, and it just shows me that you're never, like, truly done learning, like, when you're done learning, you're, di- you just die, so, you know, people was just saying that, you know, the the post said that, if you want your twin flame, and I'm like, twin flames don't work that way. I wish they did, but twin flames, are, is, what happened is when you were born, the essence of your soul was split in half and it was put into another being. So there's someone out here that's exactly like you. And twin fl- flames meeting up in a lifetime is really rare because when you think about twin flames and how they, not how they butt heads, but how they teach each other, it's a very painful And lesson-filled experience that it's a lot to learn not to learn there's a lot to experience in one lifetime and when you experience that if you do come across your twin flame and y'all actually battle life together once you exit this life Y'all go on to wherever the fuck y'all happiness at forever. Like, that's there's nothing else to come back here for. So, when people want to meet their twin flame, what you want to meet is someone who makes you feel so good that you ignore every fucking red flag. And that's not it, sis. That's why I just be telling people, like, you know, I understand. <coughs> like, it's people out here who are really hurting, who's really looking for healing. Who really like, you know, look to spiritual Because Christian Christianity or like organized religions just have not been it. So they're literally looking for stuff to help them heal. And people would just say, Hey, I have this that's guaranteed to do this. Give me your money. Gimme your fucking money. Shout out the list. <laughs> um, yeah, they have um, they have these. Tools, I would like to call them and say, Hey, give me your money and you're guaranteed this. And a lot of spiritual workers, you know, honestly, to be 100% to you, we, we, I'm not gonna say we sell your magic back to you, but we give you the tools to work your own magic. If you ever purchase a candle for me, or if you ever come to me and say, Hey, sis, I need X, Y, and Z, I will gather the tools for you and I will give you very, yeah, y'all know I got braces and I can't talk specific or Pacific, whatever you wanna say it uh details and I let you do your own work because you only know what your heart needs you only know with like what you what needs need to be met how the situation go I can't you know even if you do come to me like hey sis put me on your altar I just be like um ma'am why that sound like a good idea I don't know who I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know who you dealing with. It might be spirits on the other side that really don't want you to fucking win. And because I intervene, these motherfuckers coming in here knocking over shit, I want no parts. This is your battle. This is your journey. I will supply you with the tools and tell you what to do. But what I'm not about to do is put myself in the line of fire for some shit that's not my business. And a, lot th- and a lot of that, what I noticed within the spiritual community that a lot of the spiritual leaders that I respect are solitary witches. Like, there are witches that fuck with, like, how can I put it? There are witches that respect other women in the community, but it's not, like, a clique. Like, you rarely see them do, you know, you rarely see them do events together, or you rarely rarely see them collaborate on a a product or, like, something. They all do what they do in their own land, and they all respect each other. When it becomes a, like a click and it becomes like a a, a, a mean girl type of shit, I just be like I I I that's that, I just I just stutter with it because it doesn't make any sense to me. But once again, this is not my journey. This is not my my to clock. I'm just saying that you know um, when it comes to spiritual tools and you know offering to help people, please offer to help people with the attention to helping them heal and not the attention to, to secure your Beyonce ticket. I just I understand that, you know, a lot of spiritual workers for the work we do, we deserve the a big motherfucking buck. We shouldn't ask for shit, shouldn't need shit. Back in, you know, my great-aunt's days, my grandmother and my grandmother's aunt, they were like the you know the old crazy lady at the end of the block that you know people come and see about their husbands and shit. I know all the stories. And you know, my grandmother, because they believed in community, my grandmother, my family never really went without because even if someone couldn't pay them in money or currency, they could pay them in I got bread, or oh, I can make you this, I can do this for the children. You need me to see my you know, see him see him you need me to hem something. Like, it was, you know, it was a bothering process. So, um, you know, paying for energy is not always in currency. It doesn't always work that way. So when I see people with, like, you know, you know, I don't have nothing to fear. Like, I'm one of those people that, like, you really, you can, I can be touched. You could come at me spiritually, but I'm just telling you, if you know my Ori, you know how shit about to go. I'm not going down without a fucking fight. If you know my Ori, you know how I'm going to come in. And that's just that. So, like, if I could be touched, you could easily put my ass in a paw. Or you could easily do something. Whatever you do, just know this ain't going to be one-sided. Because I make sure my re they, they fuck with me. Like, my, uh, you know, my... Um, I didn't want to say this publicly, but because you know, people like to when they find out your ORE, they let they find ways to get to you. And I really feel like if unless you, you don't have a relationship with your Ori or like, you know, you know your ORE, but you don't really like give to them or you don't acknowledge them, then it- Y'all, my mic has been doing this like really weird thing. It cut down in the middle of my whole entire conversation about your ORE. But like why like I was saying, if you really don't know your ORE or you don't have a relationship or a bond with your ORE, then I don't re- necessarily recommend telling people who your Ori is because there's some people out here that really with the shit and would try to, you know, use that shit against you. Cause you know, Orisha's are very multi, they're they're complex energies. They're not like Oshun's not just love and light and sweetness and all that. Oshun will fuck some shit up. She'll kick a motherfucking face in while smiling. She about that life. So if you're a child of Oshun and like, you know, we talk when we talk about Oshun, you know, everybody talks about how Sha Ocean was like, you know, this love thing. But you never talk about how, like, based on what I've read, because once again, I'm not initiated to anybody. I'm just, I had my divination done, and I was just like, I think I'm, I'm good here. <sighs> uh, if you, you know, if you, if, if you read what I read, Ocean has always, you know, been loved. She's loved by everybody. She's irresistible to everybody, but she rarely gives that she not that she really give it back out but it takes a lot to bring that out of her like you know she's sweet she's loving because that's who she is but the initiative beyond it it has to be like a pure genuine a pure genuine act so when you tell people you are already it's just like you know be careful with that because some people not everybody wants to see you win there's a lot of people who sometimes in your circle who don't want to see you win and you know who those people are, but nobody has to tell you who they are. But back to what I was saying. I'm very touchable. It's easy to get to me. You know. Um, if you decide to do anything towards me, it's it's just it's just gonna be a fucking spiritual war. I just hate to call it that. But with you know, my order being Oya and Shango, it's just I'm with the shit. If you know anything about the both of them, they both with the shit. So you know me. And you know how I come and I'll bust a bitch in the head physically before I even fuck with you spiritually. But um, basically, I had questions about the whole house of hoodoo thing because it was just like, what's well, this? How are you selling these candles? Like, once again, me not minding my business. How are you making these candles? You're dressing these candles just to ship them out. Like you you put the orders in Saturday it gets shipped out on Thursday. There's no way. There's no even rooted in ego. There's not enough spiritual powers to pray and properly dress three hundred thirty six candles in four days. It's, it's it's just like physically not possible unless you like praying over them, like laying on top of the box, praying on them or something. But that understands why the candles come with so much detail because. You you package it in a nice, cute package and sell people magic back to them. That's neither here nor there. But I just, my problem with the whole house of hoodoo thing wasn't even the fact that her gatekeeping of religion that she has shown that she folded on, that she's not even really, neither here nor there. My whole thing was, okay, if this is what you practice, you sell something that is rooted in hoodoo. So what's the truth? So I don't know how we got here. I think we were talking about the spiritual community. I was talking about, you know, the the basically the recent drama in the spiritual community. And that's my views on it. If you wanted to hear what I thought about any of that, of that. I can't remember if I spoke on Mercury Retrograde, but I feel like I did. Bruh. Hold that thought. Let's come right back. So, what I wanted to say to you guys is about Mercury Retrograde. Um, I recorded this episode so much that I don't remember what I said and what was deleted. So, if I'm repeating myself, you know, you can always fast forward or cut yourself out of it. It's really no biggie to me. But, um, Mercury goes into retrograde today and it's in Scorpio. And y'all know Scorpios is like sex, rebirth, death, you know, intense, dark, you know... My mommy's and you know, she's, my mommy's, you know, my mommy deals with Scorpio, so, you know. Hi, mommy. But, um, you know, it's a lot of change and, you know, a lot of things is going to come abruptly. For Mercury Retrograde, I want to give you some tips, just some things that I do when this energy comes about. Because all this shit is just energy. So, one thing I definitely do is keep my car With some gas in it. Because, you know, in these times, apocalypse is really like around the fucking corner. You never really fucking know. Keep your car with some gas in it. Make sure there's, you know, air and stuff. Check your tire pressure. Wash your car. Treat your car real nice. Because it's going to need it. Because Mercury does with trying, you know, short travel. So, when... We speak of, like, you know, car accidents and stuff. You know, pay attention to your mirrors when you're driving and you see somebody on the road doing really fucked up, reckless shit. Pull over, get the fuck out the way. Yeah, that was really weird. Pull over, get the fuck out the way, and then keep it moving. You know, pray. Put a black moon. Put some type of If you have him, I'm not saying just run out and just be like, let me get all the crystals in the motherfucking store. Go out, get you a protected protection crystal if you like to know what protection crystal to get google is free i'm not one of those people to be like oh yeah you need a combination of this crystal baby um i'm the type of person to buy a crystal because it's pretty and i vibe with it and then i get home and look it up in my crystal bible and i'm like oh okay so i did need it trust your instinct that's what i recommend for people um if you have any exes that tend to come back into your life around retrogrades go ahead and block them all of my past have decided to pop its ass in my inbox in some shape form away and all of them has been greeted with the block button because I do not have time I do not have time to revisit situations where you did what you did when you did it and I need you to keep that same energy I understand that people make mistakes I understand that we do not think you know we don't always think and how yourself at that moment but we will be held accountable for our actions that person that comes with back with the really good sex and you be like you know what I actually do need my back cracked I desperately need it I am really asking you not to give into that temptation because mercury is an energy influence so while this person might feel the need to get back in your life and get back in your drawers, once mercury is done they are done so there's no need to entertain something that's very, you know, instant gratification, and then you be finding yourself back in therapy next week discussing something that you could have easily just avoided. I'm just giving to you straight. Um, what else about Mercury retrograde? No new projects. Um, the holiday season is coming. I find it funny that the holiday season follows retrograde like as soon as retrograde ends it's thanksgiving and we have suffered a lot of loss up until this point whether it's you know physically people dying or like you know mentally a lot has taken place and even though people like oh my god very recent retrograde i'm gonna die you have lived through so many retrogrades from this day forward. Like not this day from from birth to now, you will survive another one. It is going to be okay. And what people why some reason why I feel like people get overwhelmed doing mercury retrograde is the simple fact that you don't know how to rest. You don't know how to leave shit alone. We've been taught in our like in our current pop culture that gotta keep don't move it, gotta keep crying, keep keep crying. Jesus Christ, you might need to cry. That's a word. You might need to keep crying. Cleanse yourself. Release that energy. But you got to keep grinding. There's like discipline. I think the biggest thing that comes with hustling is like discipline. It's knowing yourself. It's knowing what you need to do. Is, is, is seeing the overall big picture and understanding how to break it down. And I feel like when Mercury goes in retrograde, people try to keep up with the same pace of life that they're going. As you know, when pl- planets go into retrograde, it reminds us to slow down, to step back. There's no need to be on like high energy all the time because eventually you burn the fuck out. I feel like I've been running a marathon for 18 months and... When I think about me running a marathon for 18 months, I think about the times that when I ran, I should have just rested. There's like, you know, I feel like as a black woman, our need for rest is not prioritized, not even by ourselves. And because, you know, if you don't give a damn, you know, most people don't give a fuck. So I'm telling people for this Mercury retrograde, if you don't do anything else, if you just, like, if it comes a Saturday where your friend's like, bitch, let's go out, let's If you physically find yourself in the mirror like, bitch, I don't like nothing I got on. I don't feel like getting fucking dressed. I don't want to deal with these motherfucking people. I want to get my ass in bed and binge watch something on Netflix. Go ahead. I'm not saying because, you know, seasonal depression, that's one way that seasonal depression can sneak up on you. But I feel like if you continue to neglect your personal needs during a retrograde, you're more likely to spiral into these unhealthy behaviors that makes the retrograde even more fucking frustrating than it already is. Um, I feel like, you know, with the reflection, I feel... I had to breathe because it's like a lot of like there's like a heavy ass energy like on my back and that shit is like it feels like I don't want to sound crazy but y'all know I do a lot of spiritual work but I feel like I need to go pull some Ciroc for Cliffy. It feels like a big ass foot is in my back, and that's nobody but my fuck my fucking cousin Cliffy. So once I finish this I'm going to get him some liquor because, you know, it's just, it, this is his first death day being, you know, spirit side. And I miss my cousin a lot, but I appreciate the things he's been doing for the family on the other side. So, okay. Ooh, all right. Feel better. All right. So, um, I forgot what I was completely saying, but Mercury Retrograde is a time, especially this Mercury Retrograde, it's just a time for rest. I don't really have like a complete schedule, but like, okay, this day rest there. Just when you see the the moments to take a deep breath, or in moments where shit gets so overwhelming, sometimes all you can do is go to sleep and be like, I deal with the shit later. I can't deal like, I just want. I'm 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 encouraging the need of self care and self love. Because sometimes it's a reality that nobody around you really give a fuck about you. And that's okay. Everybody's consumed with their own lives. It's kind of fucked up. But nobody got your back like you got you. So why entertain, like, you know, get into this whole rut of, nobody cares about me. Just know that as long as you care about you, you're always going to be good. I just want everyone to be safe for Halloween. You know, drink responsibly. I know we have to go to work on Friday. Some people I m- might have took Fridays off. If you see any kids, I saw this on Instagram. So if the to the nice twenty people that listen to my podcast, if you see anyone with blue buckets, while they're trick and treating, they're all autistic. You know, kids don't communicate as, I'm not going to say normal kids, as, uh, as, as other kids, and I just feel like it's fucking harassment to make a kid say trick-or-treat to get the candy. You know what the fuck they there for. Don't be sitting there torturing told you no, like, that's some shit that I probably smack the shit out of somebody. You see my kid here in this goddamn costume with this goddamn bucket, put the goddamn candy in a fucking bowl. I, see, this is why I was I can't be a mother because my protectiveness and my fucking, the lion in me comes smooth out. I don't know why, I do not play. I say it right here. I do not play about Janaya. I do not play about Liana. I do not play about Jessica. And I don't play about Dwayne. These are four teenagers who I have adopted as my children. And I will send it up every, over every fucking one of them. Every fucking time. What you not going to do is play with them for. You will not. Not on my motherfucking watch. You'll lose all your motherfucking teeth fucking with me. But... Um I don't know when I'll come back with the next episode. I might come back with another episode after the re- retrograde is done. I am no longer in therapy. My therapist has moved on with life not even that It's not like she that my therapy my therapist my therapist has found her dream position in a nice city with the it's pretty much the black American dream and she's going to live her best life and while I'm wishing her the best on her successes. I need a therapist. And I was like, I wrote down all these things. I'm like, oh yeah, I could work on all this in therapy. I could work on all this in therapy And to find out that she's leaving. I was just like, so I ain't going to be shit forever. I know, but I mean, it's just some things that I probably have to work on in solitude. I don't, you know, it's, it's difficult to walk on things when you don't know where the fuck to start. Like, you'd be like, I'm just trying this shit out. I don't know what the, really what the fuck I'm doing. Um, But, i let you guys know how that goes. Since I'm no longer in therapy, I have returned to my antidepressants. Asomnia is really something that comes with that, um, which is why I'm up for calling this episode at 2 a.m. I don't want to take sleeping pills because when I sleep, take sleeping pills, I don't want to go to work the next day. And that's a whole nother podcast episode that I don't feel like getting into within the workplace. Mental illness in the workplace is something I really don't want to discuss because I have some not so nice things to say about people. Um, I'm definitely going to like in this episode by saying that I really hope you have a really, really nice retrograde. I really hope that you remain safe and you remain sane and you treat yourself to really good things. And I want to say that I will see you guys if I don't come back for November, I would definitely be back for December because it's my daddy's feast day. I do something for them. And I'll see you guys next time. Yours truly, E.